Shalom, 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 family. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. I want to say good morning to you guys, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good day. Greetings to you guys, wherever you're listening in from around the world. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode. And we are gathered here today, family, to read another chapter. And today we are reading, continuing our reading in the book of Numbers. Today we are reading chapter 21. Again, welcome. Uh, I'm your host and your brother, Daliyahu Yasharal, from Living for Yahuwah Ministries. And uh, we're ready to read. So, before we jump into the chapter, we're going to open up with a few housekeeping measures. Namely, <clears throat> we're going before we start reading the chapter, we're going to open up in prayer, which is very important. And before we pray, I'm going to just go through the, uh, give you guys a brief summary and recap just to provide a little context for those who may be listening for the first time. So with that being said, what you need to know is that uh, we are reading the book of Numbers today. It's the fourth book. From the beginning, the fourth book of the Torah. And uh, we have already read the book of Genesis, which is, again, the creation account and the beginning of the scriptures. And it is basically the foundation of everything, obviously the first book. And we got to learn about Yahuwah, Elohim, some of the history of the family of Yasharal and how the two relate. And what I mean by that is when you read Genesis, when we read Genesis, what we came to understand and what we see that is clear is that Yahuwah is searching for righteous individuals. He's searching throughout the earth, through all the creation that's been created for people, for righteousness on the earth. And when he finds that he is making himself known to these people, revealing himself to these people, declaring to them his word, his deeds, his commandments, etc., etc. He literally protects them, walks with them, etc., etc. So that's the foundation of the whole scriptures, and that's in that's found in the book of Genesis. So again, if you haven't read that, if you're not familiar with that, the previous episodes that we have recorded are available, and we advise you guys and recommend that you really get the foundational knowledge from the beginning so and that helps you understand everything else because after that we read the book of exodus which is again one of the most iconic books in scripture detailing the um slavery and bondage of the children of yasharal and how namely yahuwah remembered his covenant and saved his people and redeemed them from slavery persecution and bondage and he brought them out and gave them his covenant his commandments, his statutes, right? So all of this is in the book of Exodus, which is, again, why it's so, such an iconic book. And uh, it's, it would be great if you guys familiarize yourself with that and uh, had that understanding. After the book of Exodus was the book of Leviticus, which is the detailed, um, the detailed breakdown of how the priests were to administer the law amongst the people, a lot of rules and regulations really uh, explaining how we were to implement these laws 
the statues, um, how we were to eat, how we were to live, how we were to quarantine ourselves, clean and unclean, um, a plethora of specific um, statues and laws, and how we were to administer. Every we find everything in the book of Leviticus from the feast days, which are the appointed times, and when we supposed to gather and assemble ourselves before Yahuwah, to dietary laws, to what to do when going to war, what to do when having children, etc., etc. So all of these, again, creating a foundation for what we know as the Torah. And it all leads us to where we are now in the book of Numbers, which is now chronicling and uh, detailing the 40 years in the wilderness. Because everything from Exodus to Leviticus was only speaking about coming out of Egypt in the first year or two of the journey in the wilderness. The book of Numbers really um, encapsulates and just summarizes the rest of the 40 years we spent in the wilderness and some trials and tribulations, lessons and experiences that we encountered and had in that 40 years in the wilderness. So... I'm going to leave it there for the recap. I hope it makes sense and everyone who is listening understands what we are reading. And from this point, I think the scripture does a great job continuing to um, give context and explain itself. So, continuing on, we want to prepare ourselves to read. And the best way to do that is to pray, you know, make uh, supplication and commune with our Elohim and, and communicate with him. So, Again, it's such a great feeling having just talked about all the great things that he's done right in the earth. So we want to communicate with you. You know, it's the best way to start our day and to prepare our mind to, to receive his word. And we actually want to pray that he um, he um, lets us receive, it, you know, opens us up so that we can receive his word and really get understanding and knowledge from it. And we can take away something from it and not just read for the sake of reading you see so with that said family let's let's pray we're going to pray according to the hebrew custom stand up face the direction of jerusalem lift up our hands open our palms and uh let's do it family baruch atah yahuwah hamalak ulam our father who is in the heavens permit your name to be set apart Permit your reign to come. Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come before you this day asking that you give us our daily bread. We ask that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead oars. We ask that you allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, and the esteem now and forever. Yahuwah, we come before you today to give you praise, honor, and esteem. Thank you for waking us up, for allowing us to see another day. Thank you for all that you have given us, every blessing. Um, we just want to acknowledge you and all that we do and ask that you continue to um, let, us, let us be filled with your spirit. Uh, we ask that we be um, acceptable vessels. For your spirit to dwell in, we ask that you continue to lead us, guide us, um, encourage us, 
and uh, and uh, continue to reveal to us your word, your your will, and um, we ask that you let your word dwell in our hearts, create a cleaner and renew, create a clean heart in us, and renew our minds with your word. And we ask that you allow your word to dwell in our hearts and bear root, take root and bear fruit. And um, for these things and more, we will be eternally grateful. So these things and more, we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign Yahusha. Halal Yahuwah, Tudah Yahuwah, Yibadakak Yahuwah, Aman. Aman, Aman. Let it be, family. And so it is. So, let's let's get, prepare ourselves to read the scriptures. Let's turn to the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verse 1, and see what is going on. So, Numbers, chapter 21, verse 1, and it reads, When the Canaanite, the king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Yasharal was coming by the way of Atharim, he fought against Yasharal and took some of them captive. Oh no. And Yasharal vowed a vow to Yahuwah and said, If you will indeed give this people into my hand, then I will devote their cities to destruction. And Yahuwah heeded the voice of Yasharal and gave over the Canaanites, and they devoted them and their cities to destruction. So the name of the place was called Harmah. From Mount Hor, they set out by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. Mm. It's the story of the whole book, Impatience. Verse 5. And the people spoke against Elohim and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt or Mount to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then Yahuwah sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Yashorah died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. For we have spoken against Yahuwah and against you. Pray to Yahuwah that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And Yahuwah spoke to Moses. Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten when he sees it will live. Mm -hmm. Very iconic chapter and very iconic um um, turn of events, you know, this course of events is um, something that is still replicated and played out even to today, and um, that's why we see that um, again, everything in the Torah has its purpose and its um, timeless nature because we have all seen this emblem the emblem of the serpent on the staff, and the emblem of the medical field, and it's very important because. Um, Obviously, it's, it's, it's from the Hebrew culture, but also it's from this specific, it's not just from the Hebrew culture, but it's actually from this specific event 
that took place in Torah, but how it's relevant is that this is like um, one of the ways that the the death of Mashiach and his um, impact would be foreshadowed because we know that in the same way that these uh, heavenly beings, the seraphim, or the fight, they call fiery serpents, but they are literally called seraphim in the Hebrew, and they are one of the hosts of heaven, just like we have Malachim and Cherubim, you have seraphim, which are depicted as fiery serpents. But we have another heavenly being, the son of uh, Yahuwah, who was also lifted up. He was lifted up on a stake, or on a tree, on a pole for people to see, right? He was supposed to be lifted up. He was off the ground, lifted up literally. And it's the same concept that we see where in the wilderness, people that all they had to do was look at this thing that was lifted up on a pole and they were healed in the same way that Mashiach was lifted up and we just have to believe in him. So it's, um, again, one, I think an incident that really foreshadows um, the Mashiach and uh, it's very important as far as how relevant it is, this, this particular story to what will happen later because we will see something similar like this happening again. So that's important to take note. Uh, let's continue our reading. Verse nine. So Moses made a bronze serpent. So we see that. Okay, verse 8 tell us. Yahuwah has sent fiery serpents against them. Like I said, that's the actual seraphim. Verse 8 said, Yahuwah said, Moses make a fiery serpent and set it on the pole. So, but what they actually did was created the bronze serpent. And uh, it's very interesting. Um, because like we said, it just shows us that what Yahuwah sent were heavenly being there was something that it was his creation and uh, the people weren't able to put that on the pole but they made a replica right digital twin so moses made a bronze serpent and set it on the pole and if a serpent bit anyone he would look at the bronze serpent and live that's the point verse 10 and the people of yashara set out and camped in abot and they set out from abot and camp at Lai Abarim in the wilderness that is opposite Moab toward the sunrise. And from there they set out and camped in the valley of Zerod. From there they set out and camped on the other side of the Arnon, which is in the wilderness that extends from the border of the Ammonites, Amorites. For the Arnon is the border of Moab between Moab and the Amorites. Therefore, it is said in the book of the wars of Yahuwah, Wahab in Sufa and in the valleys of the Arnon and the slope of the valleys that extends to the sea of Ar and leans to the border of Moab. Verse 16. And from there, they continued to bear a Ba'ar. That is the well of which Yahuwah said to Moses, Gather this people together so that I may give them water. Then Yeshurah sang this song, Spring up, O well, sing to it. The well that the princes made, that the nobles of the people dug, 
with the scepter and with their staffs. And from the wilderness, they went on to Matan, Matana. And from Matana to Nahaliyal, and from Nahaliyal to Bamat, and from Bamat to the valley lying in the region of Moab by the top of Pisgah that looks down on the desert. So we can also see that they are wandering in the wilderness like we always say and quantify this book as they are literally going from place to place in the wilderness and it's not even telling us like the time period or the year we in uh at some point it's going to give us that update but we know this is just just spanning the whole period of time that they moving according to the cloud you were sitting there putting them sending them here or lead them there they are following the cloud and they just moving around in the wilderness but what we see is that um we facing some opposition people don't want to let us go through their land people trying to come out make war with us capture people etc etc so it's very um uh interesting but it's um it's not good not the best conditions for the nation of yashra but this is what yahuwah had us go through the tests and the trials and the purging off of the ones who didn't listen or who didn't believe so it's a very interesting period in the time period in the, in the history of Yashara as a nation verse 21 then Yashara sent messengers to Sihon the king or the sovereign of the Amorites saying let me pass through your land we will not turn aside into field or vineyard we will not drink the water of a well we will go by the sovereign's highway until we have passed through your territory. But Sihun would not allow Yasharal to pass through his territory. He gathered all his people together and went out against Yasharal to the wilderness and came to Yahaz and fought against Yasharal. And Yasharal defeated him with the edge of the sword and took possession of his land from the Arnon to the Yabak as far as the Ammonites for the border of the Ammonites was strong and Yasharal took all these cities and Yasharal settled in all the cities of the Amorites in Heshbon and in all its villages for Heshbon was the city of Sihon the sovereign of the Amorites who had fought against the former sovereign or the king of Moab and taking all his land out of his hand as far as the Arnon. Therefore, the ballad singers say, Come to Hashbon, let it be built, let the city of Sihon be established. For fire came out from Hashbon, flame from the city of Sihon. It devoured Ar of Moab and swallowed the heights of the Arnon. Woe to you, O Moab! You are undone, O people of Kamash. He has made his sons fugitives and his daughters captives to an Ammonite, to Amorite king, Sihon. So we overthrew them, Heshbon, as far as Debon, perished, and we laid waste as far as Nufa. Fire spread as far as Madaba. Thus Yasharal lived in the land of the Amorites, and Moses sent 
to spy out Yazar and they captured his villages and dispossessed the Amorites who were there. Verse 33. Then they turned and went up by the way of Bashan. And Og, the sovereign of Bashan, came out against them, he and all his people, to battle at Adri. Verse 34. But Yahuwah said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have given him into your hand, and all his people and his land. And you will do to him as you did to Sihon, sovereign of the Amorites, who lived at Heshbon. So they defeated him and his sons and all his people until he had no survivor left and they possessed his land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, hmm, it's time to reflect, right? What, can, what shall we say then, family? Uh, again, as we continue to read about this passage through the wilderness, like I alluded to, we see that the people are, you know, wandering around, but we see what we see as we read through this chapter is that yes, we wandering around, we wandering through the wilderness, but as much as there are trials, and like the people said, well, you brought in the beginning of the chapter, you brought us out here, you know, we loathe this detestable fool, etc., etc. But we see that Yahuwah is also giving us victories in the wilderness we are the promise is starting to be fulfilled as as tedious as the journey may be Yahuwah is true right Yahuwah is still true so we move him from place to place but he giving us favor over these other sovereigns and, and nations and people that's coming out with a whole army to fight against the nation of Yasharal he's still allowing us the victory so uh, that's important, you know, we, we got to think about it, you know, sometimes we feel like we're not winning the war, but we can win the battles, and um, and ultimately that's what helps us, lead, leads to us winning the war, so I think this is just a, a scripture and a chapter that screams for encouragement, uh, sustainable effort, sustained effort, you know, just continue pursuing our goals, that's what we should do. We should press on and but and trust in you ultimately, ultimately, because just as they grumbled against him and he sent the fiery serpents or the seraphim into the wilderness and they bit some people and they died. But also what happened? He gave us the remedy and he gave us the solution. You know, we made we put the serpent on the pole. It was lifted up and anybody who looked at it believed. And um, again, I, it's interesting how this relates to Mashiach. Because, again, no matter what we go through in the history of Yasharal, especially leading up to the point of Mashiach, we had sin with our kings, with our, our nation, gotten tossed out of the land. But what did he do? He still sunk the Mashiach and lifted him up, raised him up so that everyone who looked on him or everyone who believed in him, his word, his name, his deed, were able to be absolved of their sin and, again, thus have access to the throne access to the promises access to the covenant access to the kingdom right so it's important to again make the parallels uh summarize the word and bring it into a, um a context and a mindset that we can understand today because you know the people did grumble and that just shows we're not gonna have it's not that we're gonna be without challenges but we have to endure and and just 
fight the battles and take it one day at a time, one challenge at a time, etc., etc. So that's what that's that's what I that's what I take out from it. That's what I understand from reading this chapter alone and just processing it through the background and knowledge of of scripture that I have. I think you know it's it's encouragement at the end of the day. That we know we won't have to go through the wilderness. We're gonna have to go through the desolate places, through the isolated places, but Yahuwah is gonna still be with us. So I pray that um, that message resonates with everyone. And um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys for joining us. Um, yeah, family, we couldn't we couldn't do what we're doing or be where we at without you guys. So we appreciate you guys. We ask that you guys um, continue to follow the podcast. If you haven't, click the link that uh, allows you to follow the podcast wherever you are listening from. And it will allow you to get updates or notifications whenever we drop or release an episode. And um, feel free to follow us on social media. Connect with us. Interact with us in the question and answer segment. If it's anything you want to talk about, anything that's in this chapter that you feel like was relevant, we want to hear about it. And uh, if you feel led to support the ministry, that would be great. Uh, It's a blessing to be a blessing. So until the next chapter, family, uh, we say shalom. Thank you guys for reading with us. Thank you guys for joining us. And we will see you guys in the next chapter. Shalom, shalom. Have a blessed day. And be Baruch. Shalom, family.